0: From one big man to another, welcome to the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Appreciate
0: it. It's really cool to to talk to a regular dude that goes to the parks and likes to put out content about it and. Hearing your perspective about all that stuff is going to be really refreshing for the listeners.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you know, um, let me share something with you. So i I have found out about the um, the podcast, State the Parks podcast, um, because I wanted to work for the park. Oh no way! um, I was at a store and I saw someone there. They was in a uh, ranger uniform, and I just sparked up a conversation with her and. You know, I asked her how to become a ranger, and she told me a little bit about it and just said, just go to the website, look for the job listings, and um, I was just Googling, and when I was Googling, that's when the podcast came up, and that was, like, probably early, early last year, um, might have been, like, the last part of 2022, uh, 2020, and um, I just enjoy I'm really listening to it. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be talking with you. That's you, so cool. Hello. Dude, that's Hello, awesome. wonderful state.
0: Because uh, I've been listening to your podcast, and I enjoy what you have to say, too, on there. And I like your uh, just laid-back, matter-of-fact style. It's it's pretty cool. It's refreshing. I like it, too,
2: Andre. It's fun to listen to. Oh, thank
0: you. Appreciate it. Yeah, big man, tiny kingdom for anybody listening. We'll put a link to that that podcast in the show notes.
2: Absolutely, we will.
1: You know, it's just it's my stage. It's my spotlight to just run my mouth about things I love and uh, topics that Significantly relate to, to my lifestyle, and um, when I'm not working, um, I'm doing something, I'm heading to a campground that's my thing,
2: perfect, um,
1: or I'm taking a day trip somewhere in the state, you know, looking for some hiking or a place to ride my bicycle, or you know, going to a museum or art exhibit. That's and beautiful. I, I realized that I'm not the type of dude that enjoys <laughs> roughing it in a while you're not so, <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm more of a I got into the RV I get interested in RV because I I really feel myself to be a glamper there um, you go more than than being than calling myself a camper
2: that's not uh, know, an option though Andre
1: yet I haven't got one but it's coming um and that just kind of transitioned into my tiny kingdom persona um you know, I didn't want to get a rig that was too big. Um, and I, I just started researching the 23-foot or smaller ones and just started learning about all the tiny homes and the park model homes and the cabins. And it just kind of made me mentalize not just my camping aspect, but just everything about my, my lifestyle. Just I just started downsizing. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah, a tiny home just kind of became my kingdom. and. Um, I'm a big dude so um I'm, I'm just gonna be a big man in a tiny kingdom so <laughs>
2: there's your <laughs> okay. name yeah you
1: started
0: came that that's really awesome because I mean when especially for any outdoor recreation when you take kind of a minimalist attitude when you go out there and want everything to be simple yet comfortable you kind of you're able to see um more of the exciting and amazing things that you can run into out, out there because you're not worried about everything else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, it made me like, um, I had just listened to uh you all's last podcast and, um, Elizabeth had mentioned like they have a couple of bins. They so just grab and go. It has really been more minimalistic thinking. It just really made me to where I just have a, you know, I got things in bins and boom, grab those and go. And it makes my camping. I used to be it, My camping setup used to be so, <laughs> it just took so much time to put it all together. Oh, I yeah, get yeah. It, the man. Ki- the <laughs> kitchen sink. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of stuff too. So it is totally the best yeah. to organize it, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, I was been, um, my first, uh, hour to the campsite, just getting set up. And I just like, I, I, I really didn't like it. I was camping once at white tank mountain, a mm-hmm. uh, regional park. And, um, I talk about that on the podcast, how I, I think I felt like I got dehydrated cause I was out there in the summertime camping and, and I'm out there trying to get my tent set up. And, um, that's when I decided I want to keep it as simple as possible, as quick as possible, minimize all this camping gear. And I really have enjoyed, um, getting out and doing more stuff. Um, as a result of that, because I get there and it's like a quick 30-minute setup, if that, and and I'm ready for the rest of the day to just sit back and enjoy myself.
0: Right. You can get into whatever you want to and you don't have to, to worry about the setup. That's, uh, that's a huge tip for the listeners. You know, like if you get all your camping stuff and you have it in bins like Andre, ready to roll, when it's time to, to go, you just load up and go. And then... Um, you know, when you get home I and mean, there's going to be a little bit of, uh, I guess restructuring of the bins cause you have to clean out, uh, your stuff and repack it again for the next trip. But, um, it, it is definitely the, the best way to also make sure you don't forget anything cause you have everything from the last right. trip. It's already organized. It. Yeah. yeah.
2: I like that you are bringing together minimalism with the comfort of glamping. Like that's a combo you don't always see. 100%. I love that Andre. Yep. you're blazing trails for campers that's awesome how did you get into camping i mean how did you discover that you know this is something you would even enjoy did you grow up camping
1: i did not grow up camping um the as far as that when i was younger the only time i went camping was uh my um my mother sent us to summer camp and uh, we got to go there for I think it was a week they, they have uh, uh, where they, they pick up all the kids and and then I was in Washington state. it was uh camp Seymour and that was that was it. I did that one or two summers, but that was it, okay, so fast forward to my uh, late thirties would be the next time when I actually <laughs> was able to get out there and enjoy camping and for me, it just became a um it, it was a matter of money. Yeah. Um did mm-hmm. have a lot of it, you know, and I like to live it up on the weekends and whenever I'm not working. And you know, Many years ago, I could afford to take vacation trips where it wasn't a thing to fly somewhere and book a nice hotel and do whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, money wasn't an issue. But when that changed for me, um, I had to change my definition of a good time. Yeah. And I started looking up activities that wouldn't break the bank. Um, Places that I could drive to, so that I could save some money on not having to spend, you know, buy uh, get flights and cheaper places I could stay on the weekend. So I started visiting the the state and the regional parks, and that became my weekend entertainment. And then I started learning that you could camp at the parks, and that that would cost a whole lot less than a hotel or a motel, and. Um, I just started to wholeheartedly enjoy it, and I, I love being able to sit back and lounge and just soak in the nature. And I like the memories that it creates for myself and for the family. And like I said, when I years ago when I was young and I went to Camp Seymour, I still remember that to this day. So, it, it just you know, being out there in nature and just camping and stuff just really creates some some of the things that I remember most, you know, throughout my years.
0: And that's priceless. I mean, you'll always have that and you'll always be able to build upon that. And, you know, initially, you know, even it is a low cost uh, recreation opportunity. Oh, my
2: goodness. Absolutely.
0: there, There still is some initial cost to get into it, but.
2: It's very low. You know, my story is kind of similar to yours, Andre. I did not grow up camping and my husband and I wanted to figure out ways that we could still enjoy life. But we were young, broke newlyweds. And that was the way that we could afford some kind of vacation was going camping. Uh, it's <clears throat> a, comparably, it's a very affordable way to still enjoy trips.
0: What else do you do out yeah. there when you're on a trip? Say you show up at a state park. What, what's on your agenda?
1: Um, hiking. I I uh I do like to hike. I don't like to do a lot of the uphill, but me neither Um, that just gives me a way to explore the park and just kind of see what the park offers just to be able to walk around it um so that's always on the agenda and um surprising to me something that i've come to really love about camping is stargazing (laughs) and i got into that um i was at lost dutchman a few years back and they was having a uh, nighttime stargazing event and there's a lot of people out there with their telescopes and I got to uh sit in a session with uh uh Steve Cates um Dr. Sky
2: oh
0: that's Dr. Sky called him. oh nice okay yeah. Yeah. I didn't know his real name
1: very and cool yeah yeah Steve Cates and uh, he's on one of the local radio I, I don't know which one but either was or he either still is or he had a show on a local radio station and where he talked about all that stuff. Yeah,
0: and, he's made a name for himself um, as Dr. Skye. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, Dr. Sky. Yeah, and, and he he really, he, um, it was fun. It was really educational. He showed us all the zodiac signs, um, you know, the stars make, and I just get, fell in love with, with it from there. I never thought that would be something I would uh, be into, but ever since then, I just, I, I hope that, there's a cloud-free, clear sky night that I could just sit back and just, you know, look up at the stars. And that's usually how I see. So, you know, it gets dark out you know, when you're out there in the desert. Yeah, it, it does. does. Six o'clock or so. so.
2: You have one of those apps on your phone, Andre, and you hold it up and can see the different constellations up there? I'm going to have to look into it. Oh, my gosh. Those are awesome, dude. I'll send you one, Andre. It's pretty cool. And it even shows you, you know, sometimes you'll be watching and you'll go, is that a shooting star or a satellite? If it's a satellite, it will tell you the name of the satellite passing over. So it's, you know, you get to see everything in the night sky, but oh, yeah. that's the wonderful thing about Arizona is you, it gets real dark and you can see so many stars.
0: I love it when you can see the Milky way where oh, yeah. they're just so thick up there and you're like, Oh my God, there's so many. Yeah. I, I wonder how many hours I've spent just out there camping, just staring, just staring. out there, you know, because it, it can really, uh, you know, take you away. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
2: Andre, you were yeah. telling me something else that you were getting into is birding. Do you enjoy birding, or is that a new hobby for you?
1: It's a it's a new hobby. It's um, I was at um, uh, Catalina State Park. That was the first time I got exposed to that. Oh, okay. And uh, by the ranger there, and I, I haven't got a pair of binoculars yet, and really haven't dug deep into it. But from what I saw, that is something that just uh, it's interesting. It's it's definitely a, a hobby I'm looking to get more into. And um, agreed. But that was one of the places where you can really see some really nice, pretty birds.
0: Oh yeah, and they're all different colors, and they sound different. And different times of year, there's different species that come in. And I didn't know that I was a birder until I started working here. Yeah. Because you know I've always like yeah you know, looking at them, and I know what their names are and what they sound like and stuff, and Then I started working here. People are like, oh, you're into birding? You're a birder? I'm like, no. And And then he goes, uh, oh, wait, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, the first time I was on uh, Kristen Keogh's podcast and she called me a bird nerd.
2: And you go, oh! And I'm like, oh I earned that oh, title. I
0: think you're right, and my wife agrees with you. So this is uh this is who I am now.
2: I'm just getting into it too, Andre. It's not who I am now, but it's who I'm gonna be. I can see my future in Neil. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be me someday, and I'll know their names and I'll know their calls. And um, but it's it's fun to learn about. I like that the parks have the bird walks because that's an easy way to go with someone who's experienced, and they can help you identify them and go, oh, that isn't. They've got always have the stripes on the sides of their head. That's how I'm gonna remember that. I think that's kind of fun.
1: So do I do I need to get a pair of binoculars to really enjoy it or
0: I yeah, Andre, I think I, I think so. I use binoculars when I'm out there and there are some binoculars that are actually really priced really well. Yeah,
2: really affordable to, to at a big and box store.
0: I mean you can spend anywhere from 30 bucks up to three thousand dollars on a pair of binoculars, but start small, right? Most of these birds at the parks are kind of used to people, so you don't need to be super far away, you can get relatively close to them, and then uh, just a you know, small eight-power pair of binoculars will work just fine.
2: There's a lot of parks that have bird gardens in them. Yeah, with benches there, so you they'll come right up to you because there's feeders and nesting boxes that are right next to the benches. So you know, if you if you don't have a pair of binoculars yet, just sit in that area and be be still and quiet and watch. That's what I did at Dead Horse Ranch State Park. I didn't have my binoculars with me. I sat down and right next to the bird garden and they had all these feeders and I was able to just watch. Yep. They were very close. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. I was just at Dead Horse Ranch. I didn't know they had a um, uh, a bird area. Yeah. I, was, I know there's an event coming up next, uh, this early, I don't know, this spring. So I'm going to go back there
2: and Awesome. That
1: was one of the reasons why I was going back there was for that.
2: Nice. Oh yeah,
0: man! Hike along the river down there, and there's a ton of birds down there. Mm-hmm. That bird garden's area. right by the
2: Verde River. Yeah. yeah. What are the top episodes that you would want people to tune into if you were to tell a listener go to this episode?
1: Um, I would say, um, well, the one I just did uh, came out in December, uh, so it'd be my. Uh, I do one once a month, so it'll be episode twelve, and it just kind of gives an overview of what I've done for the whole year, and, and talks about
2: um, what park I like the most, and um, that's perfect.
1: You know, what what got me into wanting to do all this in the first place? So that's definitely an episode. One of the funniest ones is the very first one I did where I'm, I was at a um, Lake Pleasant. Encounter with a with a skunk. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> a little funny episode. That one's
2: pretty cool too. That sounds entertaining.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, skunks always uh, bring a, an extra element to the trip, don't they?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it scared me like something else. And uh, yeah, it's like it, it, it was nighttime, so it was e- it was even worse then because I didn't know what was coming up on me until it was already there. Yeah, right. well, I didn't think get sprayed. I just it was <laughs> it was a. It was a It was was something I could laugh about now.
0: Yeah, those things aren't scared of anything.
2: My camping skunk story. uh, So we have a really small dog. He's a seven and a half pound rat terrier chihuahua mix. So small, right? The skunk was probably bigger than him, but he it it was nighttime. So we didn't see it either. Andre, we were just sitting there like everything was happy. And then he starts barking his head off, which he does sometimes when we camp. And, it's, and you know you don't want to wake the neighbors. It's dark, so we're shushing them, and then we see in the light of our headlamps the skunk walking away. And that was the moment I realized that my dog is—it's okay, okay for him to bark sometimes. Right, Go right. ahead, little buddy, do your thing. Yep. <laughs> So what's in your plans for this coming year? You've, you know, you did a recap podcast and the listeners will put a link to that in the show notes. So the listeners can check out what you did in 2021. What does 2022 have in store for you um, in outdoor adventure?
1: Well, I have this fun activity going on where I bought one of those uh, passport books.
2: Oh, um, love
1: it. Nice, Andrew. Yeah, my goal is to get that um, completed. So I plan to hit up one or two parks a month, um, and I always take a, a birthday week off in March. And this year, I think what I'm going to do is um, spend a day or two at each of the parks that are kind of close by Lake Havasu mm-hmm. and get those checked off my list.
0: That's a great time of um, year to be over there. Andre. Yeah, am no kidding, March. If, if you're into fishing, that's a great time to catch fish over there, too.
1: I need. That's my other thing I want to get into. I have, in a, I have a poll. And I'm ashamed to say I have not used that pole in over ten years. Oh, ah, will you go on
2: a fishing trip with Neil and me? Neil is teaching me how to fish. We can just <laughs> uh, we can just watch him and learn, Andre. You and me together. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm with that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, let's do it. We'll so, we'll set a time. It's like, gonna be great. I got this pole. It's just been sitting there. I would love to do something with it. And I'm always, uh, you know, people are always telling me, "Hey, you should fish," when I'm out. <laughs> you know, camping at somewhere and I'm, and I never bring that pole and I I really want to start doing that. So
0: do you like eating uh, fish or do you just want to do it for fun?
1: Just for fun. Okay. Yeah. i yep. sure. Uh, I'm not a big fish eater, but, um, I, you know, for now, just for fun, and maybe eventually. But yeah, we um,
0: we do that a lot too. A lot of times, especially with the bass, we just catch them catch and throw them wings. back. You yep, know, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, catfish make great fish tacos, though. So yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. those those end up coming home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I think we just got you a new goal for twenty twenty two as well, Andre. <laughs> yeah, I'm all
1: for it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. uh, and I Also, want to I, I want to go down uh, the other direction. I want to visit uh, uh Roper Lake. My co-workers been raving about that park, so
0: we're going I there want to in March, I think. Yeah, we're yeah. headed to
2: Roper in March. We'll report back. We'll let you know.
0: Cool. Go! <laughs> yeah, we got to work yeah. down there. Like, awesome. Work involves like getting content and camping and <laughs> enjoying uh, the park. Maybe catching a bass would <laughs> yeah. be cool.
2: Um. Okay. If the listeners were to come to you for one favorite park that you've had so far for a trip. Andre, close us out with that. What would you tell them to go see where to go?
1: Uh, Limey Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been there twice, and both times, uh, I, I've said both times that this is my best park. I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, awesome. Um, not the biggest park, but yeah. I think it still has everything that I need when I'm going camping, and the drive from Phoenix isn't too bad. It's you know, a few hours or so, but it's easy enough to get there. Um, and I love hiking to the petroglyphs. Oh yeah. That are up there. That's that's cool to see. That's yeah, absolutely. Super cool. Um we would just talk about fishing, but every time I go over there the ranger tells me that's one of the best places to fish. Um, so
0: Well it's pretty maybe good maybe. for uh for walleye and catfish, and there's some largemouth in there. Nice. Yep. Yeah. But I've seen people like yeah. hammer the catfish there you know, some chicken livers, then it's not too far from where the store is. Um, I can get some intel. Yeah, the
2: the store has a lot of supplies. The other great thing that's cool about Lyman is those cabins are dog friendly. So for people who are really wanting to go the comfort camping route, like you do, Andre, and they've got their dog and their dog has to come with them, you know, that's a great place to go. That's a good destination.
1: Oh, yeah, and they're right off the... I've got the lake view right in front of them, so.
0: Oh, yeah. I love waking up uh, at those cabins and seeing the sunrise over the lake.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be my, um, that's, that's, that would be my park. Beautiful. Um, that's probably forever be a place that I will visit every year. Oh, nice.
2: Well, you heard it from Andre, guys. He's the camper. He knows. You better get down to Lyman and see what Andre sees.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing yeah, place. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Beautiful. Well, it's been awesome having you on. We're going to put all the links um, to your show in the show notes, and we're going to get something on the calendar to go fishing, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so, Andre. That'll be fun. One of the things that I love about my job is I get to um, show people new and exciting things that – that I care about deeply, and I know have made an impact on my life, and hopefully, you know, I can touch other people so they can have those experiences in theirs. So it it would be cool to share uh, fishing with you.
1: Cool, yeah. You, you two have the job I wish I had. Well, <laughs> I, I love what I do, but I would love to be able to explore the parks absolutely um, Very while I'm making money.
2: <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, so if Neil's going to teach us, we're going to have to brainstorm, Andre. If Neil's going to teach us birding and fishing, we can all learn different things from each other. So you and I are going to have to brainstorm about something that we'll teach Neil in our fishing trip. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, do Definitely. it. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks again, Andre. We we appreciate you. We appreciate what you're doing uh, publicly about the the parks, you know, telling people about your experiences. And, um, you know, I've had a good time talking with you today, learning a little bit about you. And, uh you know, your tiny kingdom. But thank you very much.
1: Uh, thank you both. I appreciated the time and uh, I'm looking forward to getting with you in the future.
0: All right. Sounds good, man. See ya.